Hello, internet friends, and uh, welcome back, and welcome to episode number 118 of Final Boss TV, your wild game rating show. My name is Adam K.A.K. Bay, I'll be your host. I haven't sat in this chair at this angle in quite a long time, but mostly because the beta junket lasted for freaking ever, and it was the longest beta ever, and we were waiting and testing World of Warcraft for Legion for like, I don't know, 16 years? I did some shows, but we're back. The class and spec episodes will be starting next Sunday. I do have plans for a pre and post BlizzCon show as well, of course. But before I introduce my two guests coming on the show today, we'll be sitting down with two members of Exorcist to talk about their world first in the Emerald Nightmare. I do have to take a moment and let you guys know that this video is sponsored by Discord. So please check the links below, or if you're watching this on YouTube, check the link in the video description box below for all the different class and spec Discord servers. And of course, I'll talk more about Discord later. But that's so you know, because it's a thing. All right, friends. Joining me today here, I have a fellow DPS that just kind of hits things and moves around with the boss. Hi, nurse. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey there. Are you, are you ready to talk about how you hit things? I'm hit things. I hit it by <laughs> knives, but this tier I'm using big swords. I'm oh. a pirate rogue right now. <laughs> yeah, what 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 spec have you been playing for all the progression so far? Only one outlaw. Of course, we're looking at different specs, but outlaw was the best one because there are lots of cleaves and lots of value stuff in this raid. Right. So it makes this spec is the only one you should choose. So did you did you get the world first kill on Xavius because you rolled a six stack multiple times? Is that true? Only on Trice and not on Xavius. Oh on no! Scenarios, yes. But uh, let me remind you that Xavius is uh, not the biggest guy in this raid. Right. So Scenarius was. So on Scenarius, on some times, on some tries, yes, I had six buffs, but not more than three on the kill. Some of you guys have already seen the video on YouTube that we released, so I'm not lying. Only three buffs, not more. Damn, that's too bad. But and also joining us as well is the GM of Exorcist. This is going to be Alviona. Hello, sir. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey guys, yeah, I'm doing fine, and welcome to Russian comrades from the <laughs> chat. <laughs> <laughs> and chat might be a little crazy today, but I think it's gonna be it'll be worth it. I think it's good. But so yeah, you, I think you, it's gonna be great. You led all these nerds throughout all this time. So how how's it feel to be done in uh, 17 hours? <laughs> well, it's been a tough times. However, I think we've been prepared for a way long run, so it's okay. All right. But we'll go into all of that and more as we go through the show, of course. But I guess we'll just we'll we'll fly back to both of you real quick because I'm curious, as this is the first time that either of you have been on the show, of course, and any time that Exorcist has been, like more in the, I guess the public spotlight, internet limelight, I suppose. But so yeah, let's go back. To, I'll go back to Nurse again. How long have you been in the guild, and like how has the last couple of expansions up until now been uh, for you and how is your history in World of Warcraft? 
Well, my history in World of Warcraft begins in 2009 when I was in a last form at high school. So my friend gives me this game. So after that, I just I'm just in love with that. So um, to the exorcists, I've joined in the beginning of the September 2014. I was playing by Windwalker Monk as main, but I played lots of classes, but most part of them, they are melee classes. So I've started a hardcore raiding at Exorcist uh, from the beginning of the Warlords of Draenor. So that was, uh, I don't know, my some kind of introduction to this guild. So um, to the Rogue, I switched after the Blackhand dies because uh, Windwalker's monks they uh, wasn't so effective in this raid. Free bosses, not more, because the single target was not so good uh, for them. Only cleaves, lots of targets, or something like that. So I've decided if I want to raid more to be able to kill more bosses on, in the next raid, I need to switch class. And I decide that that should be Rogue, the most unkillable, the invincible <laughs> melee class in this game. Uh, only a so, little bit, only a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Now, are you sure you made that decision? Alv didn't come to you and said like, all right, fresh meat, you're playing a Rogue now. Well, I think I'll be on a camera. Oh, it's, yes, because the, okay. they advised me to try to play by this class. I had an alt uh, in Miss of Pandaria, but uh, I didn't play much for it because uh, I was in love with Monk. They was so cool for me, but right now I'm not going to play by this shit anymore. Sorry, monks. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, they're still really fine right now. I mean, back in. Warlords, I have I have no idea. We had one, but our only Windwalker at the time actually went Mistweaver because we needed the extra healer to swap. So we didn't really have one. So, but he said the fifty-fifty. So Alv, over to you then. How long have you been um, commanding this ship? I guess I would say. How long have you been at the helm of Exorcist? And what's your background in World of Warcraft like? Well, I've been raiding in Exorcist for like seven years. Uh, yeah, that much. And actually, I've been rallying and GM for six and a half years. So almost mm. all the time. So yeah, it was a long road for us. However, well, you know, all is well if it ends well. So oh, and talking exactly. about my yeah, and talking about my past, I've been raiding in uh, EverQuest 2 game before the WoW. I've been playing hardcore there too, so it's going to be just a new step to play WoW for me at least. And I've been playing on a Prop Paladin till I think Worlds of Draenor, where I switched to Druid because they were too good. And well, mm. now I'm playing a Warrior for some obvious reasons. <laughs> mm, what is that? The cheeky smile right after you said that. Well, I mean, you got, I mean, I'm not going to say you got Prot Warriors nerfed, but I think like a more general, that strat that came out got Prot Warriors nerfed. I mean, they're still good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of, you kind of did that to yourselves, I guess. Man, so yeah. six, six and a half years. So that's, that's like, a, I mean, the first like 
subjects I have here, I wanted to break down sort of like before we get into the nitty gritty of the nightmare itself, I wanted to take a step back to like beta testing. So how how much beta testing did Exorcist do for just Legion so far? Because again, like I said in the in the, the opening, it's like the longest beta testing experience of an expansion for World of Warcraft ever. It's like eight, eight, nine months somewhere in there in the whole shebang. So was it a pretty rigorous beta testing process? Were you on for like every raid testing for everything during Legion Beta, Elf? Yeah, of course, we've been testing all the bosses on every test, except for the last one, which was the Trial of Wella, because it's been the progress time, and we thought it is going to be better just to skip it to make sure we're going to do more Mythic Dungeons and something mm -hmm. like that, because I think they're going to retest it anyway, so we just forced to do more stuff on real life servers. And talking about the beta, yeah, we've been attending to anything, everything, and everywhere, because that was the aim of the guild, and I think we've been prepared for this beta, way better than anywhere before it and i, th I think uh, all of our roster been engaged in it like never before i think this was the reason why we come so far and so good in legion at least for now i mean it's it's wild because on the uh, i'll jump down just to like a statistic here because you segued me into this but like exorcist has always been like on the world stage Right? So you got World 3rd Leishen, World 3rd Garrosh, World 4th Margok Chogal, World 6th Blackhand, World 3rd Archimond, but they were almost like all bronze medals are like almost there. So this push that you guys just made to get World 1st, it's been kind of like brewing for two expansions. So what did you do to change? Uh, was there a mentality shift or how did you refocus the guild to like go just super crazy hardcore on this expansion to finally get that that big w that big world first well we've cleaned up a lot of our roster at the start of the drainer we got like 40 raiders now we got around 25 raiders so it's oh. almost half of them yeah and we just thought it is going to be not the quantity but quality that's why we forced everyone to do everything so we make sure we don't want to waste additional time on the bosses even on the heroic week and focus on you know make sure everyone is able to play as many classes as possible and to make sure they're just not playing except only a rogue or only a prot warrior or only some kind of other class to make sure they're all versatile as they could be and well, it worked for sure. <laughs> yeah, guess... that was a good yeah. good change for us because really, when I joined the guild, we, for example, if we compared the Legion preparations and World of Draenor, because um, as I can remember, when I joined the guild, we had, for example, forty or maybe fifty raiders. Can't remember exactly, and each of them, they have played one, maximum two classes, mm. uh, and. For the start of the world of Drainers, we were required to have four characters, including our main. And the rule was that uh, everyone, sh the best way for, for the guild and for the day uh, was to have the mirror characters. So the same class, the same spec, all four characters, for example, they are all the same. Because uh, Alveona <laughs> was sure that you could play by this class good, so you're gonna play by that, and I'm not letting you to play, for example, by something another that uh, I never seen you how you played it. Yeah. So 
this is this is a good change that right now uh, we can play different classes. Uh, hmm. It's it's uh, really I don't know really comfortable because uh, we can see the game from the other sides. We can understand which class or uh, on the test exactly which class is better on this encounter or there on this situation. We need some bursts here, so we need to respect uh, some guys to this classes. So. This is gives really open to us new opportunities. So this is really good changes that right now we have less raiders and more classes to each to each member. Hmm. Yeah, that's. I've always wondered about how the inner workings of that structure for the top top guilds work, and that it seems like the trend now is that. You have a very, very smaller core, a couple on list, because not everyone can always be around for every single raid night, of course, depending on how the structure of that works. But then everyone just plays, like if you're a melee class, like I'm sure, Nurse, do you have multiple melee classes? You don't only have the rogue now, right? You have a couple other yeah. ones you could switch to. Yes, exactly. I have DK and Holly. I have Red as my usual main. I've started to play this game as Paladin. Uh, enhancement Shaman. I Heck know yeah. you're playing by Shaman, so high five. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and um, I forget someone. Ah, Demon Hunter. In Drenner, I used to play by range classes sometimes. I really enjoyed Mage, but for the high progression, I prefer melee. I feel myself really con more confident when I play in melee zone. Mm. And then, and then. Al, for you, do you have like all the different tanks as well, or you just have like four or five different prop prop warriors? No, I got six characters, and all mm. they all are just different tanks. So I got all the tank specs. So yeah, just to make sure I'm gonna be able to fulfill any role if it's gonna be needed. Right, but the the cracks you guys were finding and these little strats you were developing during beta, when like when did you realize? that you were going to go with the Prot Warriors, because you guys used, like, double Prot Warriors the whole way through, right? And then, of course, you used three on Scenario. So was there something during beta, like, you you found all these little things, like, oh, we're going we're to use these classes for this one, and you realize that, like, the Prot Warriors were going to be, like, the main tank for you guys? What, what did you find out? Like, where did you find all these cracks in Blizzard's balancing to enable your strategies that you developed, like, months ago? Like, you've been sitting on these for months now, right? So how how that all come to be? Well, we've been actually just carefully tracking on which classes for tanks gonna be buffed or nerfed during the beta, and when the live server's gonna be up. We just realized that the best ones at this moment are, I think, Druids, Warriors, and we've been thinking about I think Paladins too. However, just hmm. after some time, we realized that no major hotfixes are coming and just thought that for the first year, Warriors are the best chance to be the overpowered class. So yeah, we just right. realized that going with two Prot Warriors is the best choice for us, and well, it paid well, for sure. No, and I, it worked. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, it, it definitely did. Even after some slight nerfs, they got slim, slight nerfs after mm -hmm. the first week. However, they didn't really change anything for the Warriors. Because major majority of the rage was coming from damage taken, and they just nerfed the shield slam rage generation, I think, and it didn't really change anything. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, and I guess in the same vein, did you already have, like, a roster of 
like DPS and healers picked out too based on beta testing or did things change in the three weeks of gearing up? Because I think in, in this realm, we've heard all these horror stories in a way that like every, all these top guilds are running, you know, every healer has four of the same healer. And whenever one gets like a legendary, that's their main now. But did you already have like a set roster of we're going to run these healers and these DPS or did that sort of come after the, the whole Mythic Plus spam with uh, the launch of the game? Well, about class chain uh, choosing, yeah. uh, everyone knows about his main. Maybe not everyone, but I think more than 90% of our guild know that knew that uh, which class they're going to play as main. Alts, this is the, the second point about that, but this wasn't uh, the, the not main thing about this. So this uh, Thing we discussed uh, through last two or three weeks before Legion starts, we decided which else we're going to use or something like that. Um, about mains, I said that we knew which classes we're going to we're going to play, um, and about legendaries, as you said. Uh, so um, no, because uh, you're forgetting about really uh, maybe the main thing. It's about artifact power that we gain for this character. Right, so right. imagine this, that you gaining artifact power for your main character. You got lots of traits already uh, done at your spec, and suddenly you're losing the legendary uh, for your, I don't know, third, fourth, or maybe fifth out. We've got this situation, but uh, we were just come down with that and okay. We have a legendary melts, okay. So we just not we are not going to switch mains only because they got legendary. So mm. this is the point. I'm gonna add that we actually got like two mains because I've been telling everyone so they should focus on two characters at least to okay. make sure if your spec is nerfed to the ground you can switch. <laughs> so we're actually right. able to do something and I can t tell a bit of a fun story because our warlock been told uh, one week before the progression that he is going to be a shadow priest. He re-rolled and uh, when we saw the those balance patch before the mythic week with tell him, scrap all of this, we're going to roll you back to your war warlock. He rolled back, and one day before the progression, he re rolled back to Shadow Priest when they returned everything to a normal state. So he's Whoa. been rolled like three times in one week. But that's the only guy who got such kind of an issues in our guild, so that's not some kind of a majority. Oof. I, I can't... Because I, Nurse brings up the whole artifact power grind and how important it is to get like, as many traits before the race started. And just to get as powerful as you personally could on this one character, I can't imagine bouncing back and forth because, and having even many characters you guys have been bouncing, obviously it's a huge time commitment. So that's that's wild. Um, and then I brought up scenarios a little bit there, but did the because I think people that's I think the big like hot topic out there right now that many people out there I've seen the kill video. They've heard about how scenarios was like the real deal in Emerald Nightmare. Did your strat to like tank the dragons and three tank it and have an extra healer and then just dps through thorns was that something that you guys made back in beta testing or did that actually evolve when you actually got on live no we actually just 
come came to this boss and realized that it could be working. Just checked it one or two pulls and realized that it's going to be the main strat we're going to be sticking to. I don't hmm. actually we're not sure it's going to be working because we didn't know how the last phase works. We haven't in, uh, reached the last phase on beta for the mythic encounter, so we didn't know how this actually works. So we just risked and it worked. I would mm. say this was really, you know, we've been shocked by the fact that the last phase is so easy. We've been thinking it's going to be really tough and it wasn't. So the main part was just handling me because I've been tanking for dragons at the same time as a warrior and it's going to, it was really tough, I think. Yeah. This is just an example of the making the good choice at the right time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, this, I think for example, the main part. Yeah, this is the main part about this because uh, Everyone, no, maybe not everyone, lots of guys that watching the world race, uh, they knew that Blast Furnace is our best lovely ever boss by yeah. us. So we, how much spend days on this boss? 10? More than 10 week, days, as I can. And we lost like 15 positions during this boss. Yep. So this is the bad example, how we can sometimes choose the bad strategy for the boss. So the scenarios is just <laughs> against the bad. So we choose from the first pulls the strategy and we just pull through all the time. And we did it, so. Yeah, it's, it's, this is a bit of an old, not, it's like a light shot to when Blood Legion was raiding a lot more hardcore back in uh, Mr. Pandaria. And they had chosen the it got leaked or it came out eventually through social media or the progress problems that they had chosen the wrong order of pillars for Heroic Le Shen. And they kept getting down to like the third pillar, which was like the, the big crux point, but it was like the wrong order. And then when Method sweeped in there with a diff with one different pillar order, world first, right? So like, it's always those moments where you have to make sure if you get the right choice, like you guys both said, then the fight just, it falls over for you. But if you make the wrong choice, then you guys get your blast furnace. I can't imagine. That was like a two-week fight for, for me as well. Yeah, two resets, I want to say, working on just that damn fight. Ugh. That was terrible. And we, in my guild, we, we had other strats and different options from what, you know, the top guilds have done. Finding the right one that worked for us because different people did different things and yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, and then, so, Al, you brought up Shadow Priest a little bit with that one raider of yours that had switched back and forth. But did you... Yeah. What are your thoughts on Shadow Priest and the whole Sword to Madness nonsense? Did you actually stack them at all for any kills because of how much DPS they did? Or did you not really play into the, the hype train for <laughs> Surrender to Madness? How'd that work out for you guys? Well, actually, we've been not staking anyone because we didn't have any more a class with more than three raiders for our roster. However, we ever got three shadow priests after all, three mages, three hunters, or oh, two hunters, sorry. Three, three rogues. rogues. Three rogues, yeah. So we've been not just simply class staking, but yeah, sticking to the classes which looked better for us. I thought Method got four hunters, for example, but we didn't take such risk because, uh, well, you know, Blizzard tends to nerf to the ground something just before the progression. Of so course. just to make, to hedge up some risks, we just didn't force anyone to play the same class to make sure we're not in a too bad spot at the start of the progression. Method, 
they had one rogue, for example, and they another risky decision. They had a retribution paladin on the <laughs> right. progression, so they were they were nerfed to the ground uh, before their hotfixes. How did they know? Guess I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and talking about Shadow Priest, I think uh, the intention to make some kind of such uh, special uh, spells and, you know, to have some classes to have different niche is okay. However, the Surrounded to Madness was too good on Xavius, for sure. Mm -hmm. And that's why we know that it's the best class to stack on Xavius, and it's uh, obviously the last boss. So that was the aim. I didn't think they were too good on the other bosses. Well, probably to some kind of extent on uh, dragons, probably scenarios. But and yeah, for they our were... strategy for the Ilgenov, because uh, bursting it during one phase, Shadow Breeze is well, too on it. That, that whole... Blizzard... Yeah, that nonsense is dead now. Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And, <laughs> well, but Blizzard Enjoy. Already... Uh. Yeah, Blizzard already stated that they're going to change how the Surrender to Madness works. I think it should be still rewarding, but probably, uh, well, not as good as it is right now. Because yeah. uh, it's just too good for some situations. And Shadow Priest already, one of not many classes who got good execute phase burst and so mm. on. So we'll see what they're going to change in 7.1, I guess. Yeah, we'll definitely see. It's It's a weird... And not to diminish the achievement already, but we talked about this in the pre-show setup um, meet and greet yesterday, but the Emerald Nightmare isn't like, it's like the starting point, right? It's not like the, the quote-unquote real race because of kind of the arbitrary nonsense of Mythic Plus farming and legendary RNG and it's only seven bosses and there's no tier gear and all this other crap, right? So it's... It's a weird place to to be in right now, seeing how kind of tumultuous this one has been. Hopefully it won't be as crazy going into the next two raids coming out. So do you think you'll have any changes to your, like, how you'll attack the next stuff? Because you guys didn't get to, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a little more testing for uh, the Trial of Valor coming out soon. But you already know so much about Nighthold. Has the changes they've made to the game right now and what we've talked about in 7.1, do you have any thoughts like what you might switch around a bit in like the, the classes you might bring or the tanks you'll have? Do you know anything like going that way, Alf? Well, we're not going to reveal all our secrets for sure. Yeah, we've heard about some changes to add-ons. So because mm. we've got a guy who is making resources raid tools, we're prepared to make sure we can adjust to the changes and make sure we still can you know, invent some add-ons to help us. I didn't think it's going to be the major part for our progress, but still, it helps a lot when you've got some add-ons ready when you just reach the boss and so on. Uh, and uh, talking about the strategies, yeah, of course, we've got some, you know, mad tactics and something like that prepared for some bosses, but we'll see. Because uh, as an example, a lot of strats are really uh, coming just on live and the reason is very simple for example we've got some mad strategy for the third boss but when we're coming to it it's just one or two shot so it's just scrap all the ideas because it's just too easy and vice versa for example in heart of fear everyone remembers the first boss yeah it says hello <laughs> to you because i think Ugh. a lot of guilds wasted more than one week on it so 
it really comes to a matter of tuning a lot of the times because sure. sometimes they're just overtuning something and sometimes they are not from the Hello Emerald Nightmare. So we're going to see. <laughs> but yeah, of course, we are prepared for both situations. And uh, of course, we're going to be forced to make sure everyone knows what class is going to be better or worse on different encounters and going to adjust our roster if needed. Mm. Yeah, it's it's going to be a weird... This is there's so much raiding to happen, and I would even say that like the, the raiding doesn't really stop in only the raids just because of how profitable Mythic Pluses are for raiding guilds. I mean, I just went up two eye levels yesterday doing Mythic Pluses because the Titan Forge system, like, you, you get so much more raid gear if you're lucky outside of raids, and so it never really stops, right? This, this snowball to keep going. I mean, you guys were just doing Mythic Pluses last night. So, yeah, like it, it never really ends with Legion right now. But is that that's good, right? Like that's do you like that it's more? It's good. It's good for uh, usual players, for casual players, because uh, Blizzard made the system uh, to uh, to give this five people content uh, stay alive for a bit while. Because if we compare, for example, five people even with uh, Warlords of Draenor, it it dies after the first raid. So this they made this, this system so you can farm these dungeons for, for example, one year. So you will go each evening to these dungeons, you will try to grab some loot, uh, better, for example, than from raid, or something like that. But uh, they didn't realize that uh, some hardcore guilds like we, uh, uh, we will spam this mythic pluses during 16 hours per day before the raid starts. That makes us, uh, our guild a bit stronger uh, if we compare it with other guilds uh, on the eye level. Because it really gives us lots of loot, it's taking up the chance for the legendaries. Because uh, our guild wasn't so lucky with legendaries until the mythic pluses starts. So during, I can't remember, during two or three days, uh, each character, each main character or in our guild received a legendary finally. One or yeah. someone, someone could be lucky, they could uh, even loot it on their alts. Uh, or maybe, for example, two beast legendaries, our rogue. Uh, I hate you. Uh, you looted <laughs> to, to be legendary in the first week before the raid. So, really, really, it's system, I don't know. It, as I said, it looks good for the casual players, really, right. really hard for the hardcore players, because you are really independable with luck. You depend on it, so. Yeah. But yeah, it should be noted that I think the casual players are the majority of the game and uh, the hardcore sure, players sure, sure. is just like 1%, so no one cares about us. It's okay. What? We're fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> and But yeah, and talking about the Mythic Plus system, the only thing that I really hate is the fact that, for example, all the trinkets from the raids are now totally garbage and you shouldn't, mm. use, them, you shouldn't use them at any cost. It's just terrible. And I think it's almost every trinket. So you're just forced to do the five-man content, which yeah. is, well, not something I'd expect to the system to be. And I hope Blizzard going to fix it somehow, for example, to make sure, well, 
either to tune up all the raid trinkets or to nerf the five-man dungeons ones. Yeah, However, the best choice is going to be the buff raid trinkets because they are just terrible. You can get the passive stat one from World Quest World and it's Quest, still yeah. way better. Yeah. It's still way better than the raid ones. So it's just some kind of the problem on the Blizzard side and I'm gonna, they, yeah. I'm, I hope they're going to fix it soon. Because otherwise, there's just no reason to get a lot of gear. And one more thing about yeah. the gear itself, that uh, the raid got some kind of limited stats on it, because it's mostly a hasteless mastery. And if you're using another stats, you're just forced to do the five-man content to make sure you're reaching the next raid dungeon with the best in-slot gear which is a terrible thing too, but how this problem, I'm not quite sure they're going to be able to fix it somehow, because it's just a, too much of a change to make sure it's going to work. It's it's a weird give and take right now, because I mean, you bring up the dungeon like trinkets as a BIS, but like for Enhancement Shaman, <laughs> and I'm sure Nurse knows this too, our BIS, depending on Titanforge level, is a freaking world drop BOE, the Six Feather fan right now. <laughs> and yes. be because the world scaling eye level Titanforge system will always keep going, it could be BIS the entire expansion. But like it's it's neat, but then also really punishing because you might never really get a high level one. So and yeah, a lot of the raid trinkets right now in Emerald Nightmare aren't fantastic. And like the Chrono Shard, for example, or Weather Jim last week, the stat stick trinket <laughs> he dropped. If you got lucky enough to get that thing. That's BAS for so long on so many characters. So it's it's like exciting from like a meta standpoint that you can get so much loot opportunity from here and there and over there. But then if you just don't get it and you're pushing so hard for like world prog you know, progression, then you just you just don't get these huge upgrades. You have to just deal with, you know, meh loot from the raids. So it's I mean, that's my next topic right here, right? The nightmarish details. Um, I wanted to go into the elephant of the room, which you kind of already have poked a little bit right now, where legendaries and mythic plus dungeons are... Like, they're... Again, they're good and bad. So, how many legendaries did Exorces have last week when you cleared Xavius. Because I never wants to know, like, what's, what's the number? Did their legendaries carry them? Ugh. So, I mean, Alf, how many did you have, have on the 20-man the that killed? Well, yeah, we have 20 legendaries on 20 people. And I think, yeah, you should start saying, hey, Exorcist are cheaters, as all the Russians. <laughs> hey, stop this, and so on. Oh, I could assure you that every top guild got a legendary on every character. And, for example, some of them are so bad that you can't even use it over uh, some kind of uh, good Titanforged item from Mythic Plus because, mm -hmm. well, you know, some of them are just giving some really small buff or even none at all. So, for example, both of our DKs got some really weird legendaries instead yeah, of the bracers. Yeah, not the braces. Yeah, and the braces, braces were giving really like 15% of DPS for them. Yeah, and yeah. they've been just getting some weird things for anti-magic shield and so on. So, I would say every top guild got around the whole roster with legendaries. Probably, to some extent, one or two persons may be missing it, but it's not much of a deal. So after all, yeah, uh, legendary system brought some random to the first tier. However, I don't think it's something that really brought up changes to the race positions and so on. Yeah, the some guy from the chat, he said that its component is which legendaries you got. 
because yes. some of us got this ring Sifu, so maybe Nekpri does, that uh, some, give you some defensive uh, ability or something like that, that gain you some DPS only from its high level, not right. more than that. And uh, especially uh, about legendaries again, uh, I'm really often see the messages that, ah, you cheaters, you have legendaries, <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing uh so much as you guys you have a lot of legendaries i have zero so for example uh before this uh stream starts uh, i was curious and i counted how much days i spent in game from the legion start and i counted it's 24 24 days in the game during this month across all your characters i assume right yeah yeah yes of yeah. course only on, uh it's uh uh, concluding the on the high level uh, time and including the um, leveling mm -hmm. from the 100. So you can imagine 24 days in game, and uh, the most part of this time I was in Mythic Plus dungeons, and I'm just farming, 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 greeting, greeting, greeting. Yes, legendary farming, 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 greeting. Oh, the second legendary, finally. I'm yeah. out. It's. <clears throat> It's a weird system that they try to make loot exciting, and it, it, in some regards, makes it exciting. Like, but for example, I know I I I, I shit talk the system, and I was all about like oh, I'm probably gonna get the stupid bracers for my shaman, and of course, my first legendary was the stupid bracers that increased lava lash mm -hmm. damage, which were like a point six percent <laughs> increase. Like it's so bad. Lava like, lash hype. <laughs> yeah, Lava Lash hype. And it's just a weird disparity because if you're... I mean, I'm not sure that even you guys had so many on your your, your guild during the kill. Um, I actually wanted to bring up your eye level for the kill real quick. Because you can see... I'll bring this up on screen. You can see it's a little bit ridiculous that you have... Your eye level when you actually got your first kill of Xavius as a guild. Your 20 man that actually defeated him. You were at 868.3. But then a week yep. later, that's not 20 people, 868.3, that's pretty high. But a week later, you guys jumped to 872. Like, as a guild, you guys gained, like, four eye levels. And granted, the gear you get from Xavius helped, but four eye levels across 20 people is a lot. So, I'm sure, after the first week of kills, and you farmed more Mythic Plus, you've probably gotten more or better legendaries to make sure everyone has a good one, or hopefully a good one. <coughs> it's a huge... It's a huge jump in in eye level. It's just a little bit absurd, but I don't know. I mean, are you a fan of how the loot system feels though? Because you can keep pushing, like progression never really stops, or is it almost too much for you guys, Alf? What do you think? Well, it should be noted that the majority of items which comes as an upgrade for you from Mythic Plus is from the weekly chest because it right, gives right, you. Right almost beast items every time well at least better than you have it right now unless you got the same slot as your legendary is it's then you're a really unlucky one however yeah i think the main part of this item level uh, jump is both mythic uh, raid plus uh, this uh, weekly chest not the mythic plus dungeons i think if you're just uh, farming full week of mythic plus dungeons you can get 
two or three items with really high item level, not more, because it's not that often to get some kind of really high item level items. So yeah, it's more of a deal with Mythic raids plus uh, the weekly dungeon chest. So if you're playing a bit more casual, it's just okay to play a Mythic raid plus uh, make one dungeon to plus 10 to make sure you got the chest and you're yep. fine. So yeah, if you're trying to min uh, to maximize your items, yeah, you can spam mythic dungeons and so on, but it's not as effective as everything else, for sure. Even the heroic rate has more chances of getting to your guild some kind of best in slot loot compared to mythic plus dungeons. So I think in that part, uh, Blizzard did a good job in some kind of balancing it. However, as I said, um, the fact that mythic uh, top high-end guilds are trying to you know maximize at every way possible yeah they're forced to farm everything but it's not easier for everyone else so it's fine how many heroic clears did you guys do how many heroic splits did you actually do on the first week for five. uh nightmare five rates five it was Yes. Yeah, we've performed five raids because we thought that all the other times is going to be better just to spam Mythic Pluses, and it's paid well because if not, we're going to be sitting without legendaries for sure. And yeah, by the way, probably chat is interested that the best way, I think, this from my point of view, to get a legendary is just to spam Mythic Plus dungeons because getting one from a bounty chest or something like that is so small that you probably won't get it anywhere where near the future for sure so yeah just better to spam mythic plus dungeons until you have one just some info for you oh no absolutely i mean they did just recently change and they nerfed mythic plus so that you don't get as much artifact power for like boosting low level chests just to get two and three chests on like all these ones so they slowed down the artifact power gain the damage has kind of already been done though um I don't know. I mean, like, for example, how many? Like, I I just hit twenty six traits yesterday. I want to say, and I've done a fair share, but I doubt I've done as many of you guys. A I mean, nurse, how many traits do you have on your rogue? On, on your the main spec, on outlaw, I have twenty seven, and okay. both specs. Uh, I mean, supplicy and assassination. They both got two major traits, so wow. one of them is ninety, and one of them is twenty, but. Uh, right now, artifact power gain is not the main thing that you should do right now, because mm -hmm. uh, according to the artifact knowledge growing, uh, until the Nighthold release, it's going to be the, the highest level. And uh, as our add-on maker uh, says, um, during one day of the world quests on artifact power, after the 2nd January, will give you something around one million of artifact power so right now if you're uh, going to farming the artifact power this is a waste of time just go and do some resources for your else if you want to wear two legendaries uh, on your second character or something like or that or some real life stuff for example. <laughs> or no, some forget real about life that. stuff. That, 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 real, that real life. That works too. <laughs> real life. Oh, that's no. pretty good. Or, or, or if you got something to do, right. uh, it's just mythic pluses. Just mythic pluses spam. Yeah. Gearing up. Gearing up. Do not go out. Street is bad. <laughs> Home is safe. <laughs> yeah, I, it, the real life, just mythic plus. This, this, this from the guy that has 24 days logged in, in in seven weeks of the game in total. Yeah, hell yeah. I getcha. 
Um, well, yeah, that's a good, I mean, obviously, artifact knowledge and artifact power is going to scale wicked quick. But I guess what's funny, right before Heroic opened, when Mythic Plus was going to open, right? When the dungeons were going to open, Watcher, Ian Hazacostas, posted that the eye levels for the first week of Mythic Plus would be capped at 850. And I immediately sent a tweet back, but are you not letting it Titanforge? Which, of course, never got a reply. And, of course, it Titanforges. So you still got to get up to 865 gear. You could be wearing heroic gear to go into the heroic raid. And because, as, as Alf brought up too, you get to complete a 10, make sure your whole guild, your whole raid team's get a 10 completed. And then Tuesday comes around on reset day or Wednesday for the for you guys. You get an 880 piece in your in your chest. So you get to wear at least a piece of mythic gear before you even go into mythic. Which if they were going to cap the gear at 850 and not have a Titan for it, it would have changed a little bit of the, the race timing because your eye level would have been a little lower. Do you think that would have actually helped give it a little bit more, like, I don't, man. Because I guess what I, 17 hours for when it opened for you guys, you were done. And. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no. I think if we were going to lock the dungeons till 850 item level is going to help us a lot because we wasted a lot of time on mythic pluses mm. and if those change will going to be affect uh, affect the part with uh, the titan for gear and so on is going to help a lot because we just didn't need to do any mythics at all well mostly didn't need to do probably some to fill the slots which are not so high item level however you can craft those slots so it's okay True. anyway so yeah, I think it, it, I, at first I thought there's going to be the change, so you don't need to spam them at all. However, when we realized that they're still giving you Warforged and Titanforged gear, yeah. we're just forced to do them. Yeah, I was when I saw that post, I was like, all right, cool. So you can spam Mythic Plus right now for 850s to try to get like you know the best in slot 850s. You can go yeah, into the raid and artifact power, but then you could still get 865s. So, yeah, of course you had to do them. Like, <laughs> they, they, they almost got there to keep it at a leveling, level playing field, which is, we can go back to what I said a little while ago about how, are you looking more forward to the world first race now in the Nighthold? Because, like, everyone can equip two legendaries, everyone will have all this time to get 34 traits, everyone will have all this time to get, like, BIS loot from what's available to you now. It'll be a little more of an even playing field. Because 880 right now is is that, that that that's the gear cap, at least what's you know, normally attainable. 895 is the highest end. But do you feel like that's going to be a better race because everyone will be more on an even footing, less RNG involved? Like, what do you what do you think about the Nighthold race? Well, I don't think that it's the main problem with Emerald Nightmare and so on. The random part was uh, not that good. How it doesn't affect the race at all, I think. Right. And uh, I think same gonna be for the uh, Nighthold one. So, unless they're gonna drastically change something, I think it all comes to the fact which guild get the better strats, better roster, and mm. you know, just plays better. So. After all, I don't think that it's going to affect race somehow, even two legendaries and so on. Yeah, of course, some legendaries are really potent. However, even like combining them shouldn't be doing some kind of crazy job for the dungeon. So hmm. the only real reason we should be 
afraid of if the tuning is again scrapped for both sides because if some kind of the boss is really overtuned it comes down to a second problem when everyone comes till this boss and when it's just scraps the part where some kind of guild got an advantage because they just got to this boss faster and it's just a roadblock for them and if such uh, bosses will not persist in uh, night hold then race should be fine because I really hate when you come to some kind of boss and it's either just simply too bugged or just simply yeah. too hard. So you just just need to farm the gear, say hello to Spine of Deathwing or something like uh, that. Uh. So yeah, I think the ideal progression for a mythic uh, guild, top top end guild, is uh, around from seven to I think twelve days, not more than that. Mm. If any of a top guild can't uh, finish the content in twelve days, that means that Blizzard. Uh, took a wrong turn on uh, fixing the buses and so on because, well, you know, no one can just take a takeoff for more than 12 or two weeks for sure. So it's just, right. you know, bad opportunity for the race because just who can take the three weeks takeoff, he wins. So, yeah, I think the 7 to 12 days is the optimal way for the Mythic race, something yeah, like that. It, it's interesting you bring that up because I always said that at least a reset should be involved. Like one reset should be involved. Not obviously not seventeen hours after it opens for the EU realms. <laughs> I mean, it's the fastest an end tier boss of any raid has ever died ever. If you exclude the Wrath of the Lich King launch, where every all three raids were cleared. You know, Sarth, Malagos, and Next Forty to Next Twenty Five were all cleared within like the first two days. But that's the beginning of Wrath was like super nostalgia, and we didn't have mythics back then. But so yeah, so you would agree then that the balancing obviously wasn't uh, enough. Yeah, I what were the it just wasn't enough because uh, as I said, they didn't plan that we're gonna spend too much time in the, for example, mythic pluses. They I don't know was that the part of the plan that this mythic pluses from the first. Um, Raid week gonna share with us its uh, Titan Forge loot. So, it, for example, if it will be capped as uh, 850 and that's all no Titan Forged uh, on the first week, I think it will be more balanced. So, but they didn't. So, we had a possibility to loot uh, 895. And of course, it makes some disbalance. And of course, when we enter the raid, uh, usual our plan is, for example, from uh, Hellfire Citadel. Uh, we are going uh, from the mythic raid begins when the, when it begins. We are going to the mythic raid. We clearing all bosses that we can, and if we find some boss where we can see no, it's a dead end. We need more gear or something like that. We are going to the split rates uh, mm -hmm. to stack up the loot. Uh, here we just made the same stuff and we saw that this gear is more than enough to kill every every stuff in this raid. So I don't know. Possibly it's a mistake from uh, Blizzard side, but I don't know. Maybe they planned so, not sure. Well, the main oversight part, I think, was the uh, beta testing where they scaled everyone, for example, to 
870 item level, mm -hmm. where even your weapon is scaled to 870 item level. And if you're looking at the live realms, yeah. our weapons are way higher than every other slot because of the relics. And I think that's the main oversight because Emerald Nightmare, after all, ended up so easy. Because I think you can have like 860 item level and your weapon could be 880. So 20 item levels higher than every, every other slot. So that's the main problem. Well, from my point of view, of course. No, it definitely is. I, I think a couple of the out-of-level skews, because they were balancing based off of... I mean, they did a ton of raid testing in beta, and it was so much that I, it was hard to keep up with sometimes, because you, you have your normal testing you wanted to do, and then you've got, like, two or three days in a row of raid testing. And normally the hours are always, you know, it's always for PST time, because that's where the actual office is. And then it's usually even bad for people that are at work or trying to get home from work or EU folks where it's super late at night or super early in the morning, which is great. They did a lot of testing. But yeah, eye levels because they didn't, because they can only squish so much and or boost so much. And then you get on live and the item level disparities that it lets you achieve were higher than intended, then that would be why. And then, of course, there are things that like Xavius doesn't do anything different in Mythic. He has like one different debuff. And then in phase two and three, you just stack under the boss. Like, you don't even do anything different. You just stack under the boss and just zerg him and kill the tentacles and watch your corruption. Like, there's nothing different. And then Ilganoth, which has now been changed, but in the race, you could one-phase it. And then pets didn't get teleported out of the brain room, so you could get it down to, like, 10%. And then pets could kill him. You just, like, survive outside for a little while. Like, it's these, these little slip-ups that sometimes just rear their ugly heads. And then you're just like... Well, the raid race is over. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, I mean, did, was were the bosses fun, though? I mean, was it a, a good change of pace from... I mean, we were in Hellfire Citadel for a year. Ugh. Well, I can say that overall bosses were okay, and if we're talking about tuning, if they're going to tune them a bit harder, for example, Arsac 1 and so on, it could take a bit longer, and mm -hmm. if it less at like three days is going to be more than fine however yeah one day is a bit well smaller than expected however i think we're the only one who wasted only one day on it so after all i think it comes down to the fact that Xavius was too easy all of the other boss got the curve of the how hard the boss is pretty well mm -hmm. Uh, so, apart from that, I think the tuning was okay. And about talking about the last boss and uh, tuning, say hello to Gul'dan, who's not going to be tested at all, even on right, normal, right. heroic and so. So, just get ready for the new Radan boss, <laughs> which I can... Uh, I yeah, think I we can... Tell for some some guys who probably didn't don't know about it, that Radan first kill was made by totally unintentional strategy yep. because yeah. uh, Blizzard just oh, do an over, did an oversight on their part yeah. and I think the part that they just don't want to do this something, well, it could be okay, but if they do so, they just need to, you know, somehow to hire some kind of good internal team like Exorcist, hey, hey, Blizzard. No, <laughs> <laughs> or something Need like that. Need a nice. job. Need a no. job. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Job. Hey, guys. So just to make sure that those guys not only testing the tuning of the boss, but looking for some uh, potential exploits and so on to make sure they won't be a thing on live servers. Because right now, the first week of the raids, like Heroic and so on, is just like, you know, another one week of the beta tests when they just, you know, 
looking and saying, aha, this thing is definitely an internet, we should nerf it as app, and so on. Right. No, it was. I mean, they've made pretty drastic changes. I mean, Elareth, the spider rock, she had LFR HP, so they immediately gave her 500 million more HP, and they hotfixed her Gathering Storms wins. You can't leave the platform early. You have to actually soak it closer to her, because the further are you away, the more damage you take. So you couldn't scumbag strat it on one platform. They buffed her so she couldn't walk over the web, because then she gains the extra damage, because people were actually moving her to the second platform early and just one-phasing her right there. Like, all these little things, the Ilganoth one-phase pet problem, the, uh, the only boss fight, which I'll highlight again, was Scenarius. Like, that was probably the best-tuned boss fight for you guys, do you think? After everything else was probably Scenarius, right? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. But I think Ilganoth with some slight buff could be a really fun boss too. Right. And to be honest, we've almost done it with two hearts phases. However, we just thought, hey, and what hmm. if we're just going to play in Zerg it? Okay, let's try. <laughs> and, we got ju and we just two-shotted it. It just took us two pulls to make yeah, sure it worked. I and the thing is that the our holy paladin said it. Oh, we can kill it. I can damage it instead of healing, and yeah. that's all. And exactly. we get it. So and plus uh, this was the most emotional kill because um, in my experience it was the first boss that was the world first by exorcist. So I I don't know. I shouted like mad. I yeah. It's yeah. definitely. I, I opened the show with it in the preamble that you guys have been really close all these times for two solid expansions. And then it was funny. I think like in, in some weird way, it was like a karma switch because when we were doing heroics, I'm streaming and doing my thing with, with my chat room and whatnot. We're talking about, you know, who do you think is going to win the world first race? And I'm like, you know what? Not to be rude. But I hope it's not Method again, because they've already won twice in a row. Like, I already have shirts made for them. You know, I already have, like, engraved that into this little corner of the internet that, that we've cut out over here. And then, you know, I'm just looking for someone new. And then chat room, of course, goes like, so the Russians are going to win. You got to learn Russian to interview them? And I was like, shit, I hope not. <laughs> Well, but, you're lucky. We know some English. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's absolutely I'm lucky for that. So... <laughs> No, it was pretty funny, though. So, I, And then, of course, the day that it opens, I go to bed, wake up the next morning on, on my Thursday, and you guys cleared. I was like, oh, well, I, all right. I guess I'm interviewing the Russians then. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was totally awesome. I think it's a neat shakeup. Um, do you think that... I mean, there was, there was the hubbub with, with Method and Serenity and all this hype about that side of things, and it was going to be Method or Serenity, Serenity or Method, and then you guys just whoosh, fly right past them. So how do you, what kind of message do you think that says, it, it's exciting because like Easy's in there and From Scratch is really close. Like, I almost think that there are more contenders for the top spot now. Do you feel like the competition is actually more challenging in Legion? Like looking forward to the next raid race, do you feel like that's going to be a closer race? It's not just like Paragon Method, right? Yeah, for sure, it's mo way more here? interesting. <laughs> for sure, it's way more interesting when we have more contenders and so on. And I think, yeah, the prog uh, progression in Nighthold going to be really interesting too. So I can't right now we really have pretty... more responsibility because we have already got the world first right, right, right. now. 
a lot of guys now waiting that we're gonna kick some asses and so it's gonna be exciting i suppose an interesting race we'll see yeah, yeah but of course we're gonna do our best yeah, because now, now what happens, and this hopefully doesn't doesn't reverse damn you guys, is that you're you're so high in the, <laughs> the limelight now, and you've put all this work into it, and then now, of course, which the community is gonna do it, whatever. Because if you win again, it's gonna be like, oh, Xorus is the best guild in the world. But if you if you get second place, like, oh, it was a fluke, they suck. Oh, you know? losers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, they yeah, cheated. I got some shit for you. Yeah. Exactly. So like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right now, I just like it from my point of view and what I do here on the show, what I'm doing now since Mop is that I like to see how like what strategies evolve and what these guilds employ and what they go through to get there. It's it's a neat. It's stressful, even from my point of view, to seeing how you guys work with this. I wonder. Oh, one of my. I hope they tie with method. Wow. Like, what if what if the world first kills were like within the same hour? Man, I mean, obviously there's timestamps, but because you guys beat it by a long shot, like there was a gap, right? So it was like a day. I want to say it was like a day. How long but before the second kill? I don't even so the twenty well, not we should yeah, we should check the wolf progress, I think. Yeah. But because it was it was definitely like there was some time. Cause that's when um like a world first kill feels really good, is when you get the world first kill and then no one gets it for like multiple days. If even a reset happens, then you're like, oh, you know, they they beat the crap out of that boss before anyone else did, so I wonder how the next raid races are going to feel. That's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. This time it took 14 hours. Oh, yeah. They just been sleeping sometime. Plus, they do, I think, two or three split runs at the start. Right. I don't think it's really affected the race that much. Right. And they still weren't able, able to reach us, I think, this content. Although, we're going to see the next one. Because I think, yeah, Method and Serenity is more important. And, of course, from scratch, too. They're more important to get the world first, too. So, yeah, yeah it only comes to which guild's going to prepare better and so on. So, yeah, good luck to them, too, for sure. Right. Well, I guess um, we'll wrap this little section up here before I do a little in-show commercial break and yammer, uh, yammer about some stuff. But I just saw a question come up in chat, which uh, the real measurement of time... Is how much vodka did you consume between your kill and the next kill? That's that's the most important statistic. Did did you measure? How much did you? Um, <laughs> well, I'm not I'm I'm not actually drinking vodka at all. Yeah, I'm just some kind of you know fake Russian, I think, or something like that. I don't even have my own bear, so I'm just really strange Russian from <sighs> I think some kind of point of view. But yeah, talking about the fact that we've been really happy, though we still haven't gathered it all up in the real life to celebrate this thing. I think we're going to do this in two or three weeks or so on. Yeah, I'm going to send you some screenshots from... <laughs> not the screenshots, photos, okay. yeah. But screenshots <laughs> still. Okay. okay, that's fair. You're going to make it up. Well, I mean... I was, I'm going to plug this during the actual little break, but I'll just move it forward here. I, I brought this up a little bit before. Um, I make these shirts, these world first shirts, right? For the last, I've done the last two, um, and there will be another shirt that is being made. Like we have the two method shirts here on my apparel store. Hashtag sellout. Hashtag buy my shirts. Um, 
But um, so we've made these two shirts, right, for for the World First, Hell First, Cinderella, World First, Black Hand. But because because they killed it so fast, my artist has other work to do and couldn't get to the shirt immediately. But there is an Exorcist World First shirt that's being worked on. And Al, don't worry, we might put a bear in there for you to be wrestling just to make sure. Yeah, see, there you go. But um, yeah, we'll get that figured out for you. And of course, when it goes live, I'll be posting it on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. So if you wanted to to get those to uh, support the raid race and have those to wear to BlizzCons or whatever, that'd be a lot of fun. But there is a shirt coming for Exorcist, which is, it's good for me too, because again, I didn't want an, another Method shirt, which is no, not being rude, but I wanted my artist to not draw Scott again, be a little something different, a little more challenge, a little, little something different. So, and they got their two shirts, all right? You guys get your, yeah. Now you have us. Yeah, right. We gotta make it very... We gotta play on so many stereotypes. We gotta have. There's gotta be vodka. There's gotta be bears. Um, man, what else? What else we have to make sure it's in the shirt? What else is really good to have that you guys want? What else is a good little stereotype that we need to play off in the cartoon side? Nuclear red button, I think. <laughs> oh, oh no! Uh, okay, yeah, that's that would work. That could work. I'll yeah. bring all this Kremlin up. probably or some kind of yeah star red star. Mm. We could we could yeah okay all right yeah because I'm actually <laughs> meeting about it tomorrow. Oh yeah, I just saw in chat Matryoshka for sure. Without Matryoshka, it's not working. Oh, what is what is that? What is Matryoshka? It's a national I don't know toy. Uh, yeah, I can try to Google it fast to make oh? sure you can see it. Okay. One moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fun fact is there is just one toy and in another toy and so on. Yeah, one moment linking to you in Skype. Okay, I need to see this. This is for this is live for. Uh, I need to know what this is. What is this? Okay, I've just linked it. Gonna oh, try to oh, link the, the chat. The, oh, yeah, Probably yeah, the, I'll get banned for it. No, you're, you're you're fine. Oh, it did. Yeah. Push you out. It's the it's the it's the Russian nesting dolls is what they're called in yeah. in English. Yeah, yeah. In okay. Russian, calls Matryoshka, hmm. so no idea how it's called and pronounced in English. Yeah, there's the the yeah the Russian. We call them the Russian like yeah stacking dolls or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Okay, that would that would work. Yeah, okay. To put it up on screen so that YouTube audience doesn't freak out. It's it's these. Oh, the the region's broken a little bit, but the the stacking dolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be a thing. That'll be fun. But yeah, just that that'll come out soon. Um, but before we go on a little mid-break and I babble about some stuff, um, there was one other question I had. Um, where did it go? Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. I, back in last expansion, there was, this goes off on the whole gear thing. Do, do you think it's... I mean, the black market auction house shenanigans that happened last expansion with, like, buying gear on multiple servers and server transferring to buy gear before you went in and that kind of nonsense is that was that a more egregious problem that was more of a problem right than actually having to like do mythic dungeon farm and like actually be responsible for your own destiny i suppose so i wanted to make sure people were bringing that up too it's like oh it's the bmah nonsense all over again with the raid race because you can wear so higher gear but is it better at least from your perspective because you get you're responsible for this now not just gold yeah, for sure, it's better than black mark 
Black Market. Much I think better. Black Market was the worst thing I saw in World mm. of Warcraft for a lot of time. Well, except for split rates, they're the most worst part of uh, it. Well, uh, yeah, that's just a terrible thing. Just, just the thing that I, I really, we get used to do, and that's all. Yeah, I'm still hoping they're gonna implement the personal loot only thing because it's not that bad. I think the per people are just getting used to it right now because of the five man dungeons, and right. I think it should come to a raid part too because it's just well, no reason to not to do this because it's gonna simplify everything, including hey, raid leader, you didn't give me this item, and I really need this, and so on, and for the Pick up groups is going to be way easier to distribute loot too because, well, you know, all master loot rates are some kind of a problem. I think it's mm. partially fixed because right now you can only uh, use master loot if 80 or more percent of the group from the one guild. Right. But anyway, I think you just need to get rid of the master loot system at all. It's just not needed anymore at all. Hmm. Yeah, it's a weird back and forth that what is better but you see how they slowly change things so i wonder i mean because i thought their way of trying to like quote unquote squelch and and remove split raids from like our little you know ecosystem here was mythic plus runs but all i did was just add more for you to do <laughs> they didn't remove mythic they didn't remove heroic split runs i mean i've done four so yeah so we need to compose it right so, uh, yeah, now we need to do both split runs plus mythic pluses. Yeah, great Thank you, Blizzard. System, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, that's that's it's rough, but all right, we have more to talk about in a moment. I'm going to let these guys have a little walk around break if they need to, or take a break. It's a little little mid show commercial break, if you will. And again, I'm going to open this up real quick with talking about how the stream today and a lot of my videos right now have been sponsored by Discord. So Discord is like the way. People always ask me, like, do you know about stat priorities here? Or do you know about gearing for my class respect right now? And out of the top 15 Discord servers, last they were checked, 11 of them are World of Warcraft oriented. So if you don't know about Discord and you haven't downloaded for Windows, or opened it, it's also for like Linux and Mac as well, then the links right below the stream, or again, if you're watching on YouTube in the future, links in the video description box below I have on my channel guide. You can join any and all of the Discord channels and keep up to date with your artifacts. I just went through here. I'll do this live. Boop. Let's go over here. Hi. Hi, butts. This is my Discord server. They'll talk back to me in a minute. But if I go over here to the Earth Shrine and I go down to the Enhancement section, and of course, there's so many messages that I haven't read in the past day. Um, there's pinned messages at the top here. And Hikili just made this huge spreadsheet about all the different trinkets in the game. Um, I'll pop that open real quick here to see what kind of information you get posted in these Discord channels. Um, but these are like all the different trinkets for Enhancement Shaman. Just Enhancement. Like, it shows you all the different rankings based on eye level. They post these gigantic documents that we get all this information from. There's, of course, like gearing questions, content sharing, but there are Discord channels for every class and spec in the game. And, of course, for some other nerds, you want to tell you, who's this guy? But there's one for tanking as well and just for healing, and then there's all the different class ones. There's freaking two for demon hunters, so if you need demon hunter information. But they've got their resource channels. They've got all these different guides and stuff that are posted. And, again, all the links are... Where's the... There they are. Look, ma, no hands. Yeah. But all the Discord channels are really, really important, I think, for getting information out there now for the community. Because not every class or spec has a website. 
And additionally, if you want to give me questions for upcoming shows, you can join my Discord as well. The general chat is open, subs and non-subs. This is how I do the Ask a Boss section now. So if you have questions for upcoming shows, and again, next week, um, there'll be a poll after this show to choose. You get to vote on Twitter what the next couple of specs are going to be. And then when I'm working on show notes, if you have questions for rogues or warlocks or mages or, or tanks or whatever the next show is, you ask me there, good questions, I pull right out and drop into my show notes. So that's a better way for you to, to contact me to ask my guests how to do whatever. Because I don't always know all these degree questions to ask. I did tons of beta testing. I did huge amounts during the beta. You can all see it on my channel guide as well. But that's a way you can immediately get information to me, get me questions, and then I can ask the guests as well. So that's for that. And then if you want to also support directly what I do here on the show and the live streams and all that kind of good stuff, I do have a Patreon page down below, which you can support and get access to my Discord server is there as well. And then I post some different things on there. You also get access to the, uh, the show notes get posted here as well. So you can actually see the show notes on Patreon and get and follow along basically right so you can see what questions i'm about to ask if there are developer interviews coming up as well like you can get access to all of them right there through through patreon and of course thank you to all the ones that are supporting me on patreon a extra special shout out to the assistant producers of the show and everything i do here Erdwin, truffles death scythe and ludovicus thank you all very much for your generous generous support every single month to keep me doing what i'm doing here it's really appreciated so, let's ask some more questions. You guys ready to talk about WoW again? Why not? <laughs> Why I'm, not? I'm too. Okay. So, if chat has questions right now for the next, like, 20 minutes or so, if we see a good question, you guys can always derail me and we can answer the question from chat. But I had some as well. Um, I brought up, you brought up Exorcist Raid Tools earlier, which is your add-on that I've been using for forever. Um, I track all my raid buffs in there. I track Legendary Rings last expansion with it. It's fantastic for that to show extra information on the screen. But you guys use this, like, and make boss mods that your whole guild uses, right? Yeah, yeah sure. of course. But in 7.1, they're removing a lot of range functionalities. Do you have thoughts on how it's going to affect the raid race? I didn't bring this up earlier because I wanted to make sure I plug it here. That you're not going to have weak auras or add-ons that that tell you like how to move and what to do the same way. A lot of the functionality you have in your exorcism will still work, obviously. But there'll be no more like rot chaos weak aura. That's dead, right? In 7.1. Do you think that's going to help the raid race? Because you have to be a little more skillful now. There's nothing that's going to hold your hand. <laughs> Well, actually, I think uh, it's going to be the same because everyone is in the same situation. And right. uh, talking about the Rot Chaos era or on uh, the Archimond, I think we got it one or two days before the kill. So that was some kind of the thing we just came up probably too late. So after all, I think, well, it's not a good or a bad change. It's just some type of a change that probably just incentivized because of the quantity of the players who thought that's hey, top guilds are killing everything because of an add-ons and so on. But actually, it's not that true. So, hmm. I wouldn't it's say just... that it's... Ah, okay. <laughs> Excuse well, me. Well, it just, it just... Yeah, it just simpli simplifies it. 
a bit sure. probably, but yeah, mostly it helps some kind of a guild which just came to the boss and they got this add-on from the start, which is not the case for us most of the time. So yeah, I don't think that is going to change drastically anything, hmm. well, most likely at least. Well, the sadness is just in a, a, some kind of uh, adaptive process. So they making uh, more difficult bosses. We making addons. They making them more difficult. We bring more addons. And right now they cut it off. So they're some kind of disbalance right now. Because uh, if they're gonna make boss uh, much more difficult than when, for example, we have now, it could be a trouble. In some ways, but in Nighthold, uh, I can't remember any bosses that really need some big add-ons, something like that. They can make uh, our life comfortable in these bosses, but they are not killing the bosses, so right. something like that. Yeah, I bring up the Rot Chaos Week Aura because that like changed the game, and the on Mythic Grand Magistrix Elison, she has a similar mechanic. So it's going to be interesting to see how guilds actually do this without a giant arrow that says, you know, stand here and don't hit everyone else, right? So I'm, it's going to be curious. I think it'll be better because you'll have less kill videos posted with some huge weak aura that tells you how to do everything, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which, I don't know, I think it's about time. You'll still have weak auras like I have that show you like if you have different debuffs or if you're like too close to the tank. So for his explosion but yeah we'll have to see um here's a quick windaburr asks uh would you talk about tanking balance and then bringing three prot warriors did the changes i guess the recent changes actually do anything to change um he said what you did but i'm assuming what you're going to do are you still going to run prot warriors i guess is the question and what you think about tanking well, balance. Yeah, I got a question. I would say so. Currently, I think the tank balance is way better than it was, uh, well, one week before. So talking about some classes that are still in a bad spot, I would say probably uh, decay to some extent. And uh, monks, Demon hunters. Yeah. No, well, demon hunters are still pretty good for five men. So I think it's just some kind of their niche. Probably, and they are still fine for the raids too. Well, at, at the start, I just wanted to say that all tanks are viable for the raids. It's not something that you can't tank any boss with a DK or Demon Hunter or hmm. with a monk. It's just a matter of the first kill thing when we're just maximizing everything. And yeah, of course, we're just using the tank, which is the optimal one. It doesn't mean you can't uh, do this boss with another one. And for some kind of, you know, uh, semi-hardcore or even softcore guilds, it should be not an issue at all. So yeah, it's more it comes to a hardcore guilds. And for now, I think uh, after the changes, well, most of the tanks are looks balanced. Probably Monk just needs some kind of slight uh, overall buff, probably to their armor or something right, like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the DK should have some kind of, you know, better magic mitigation, probably because, well, you know, their mastery is now working only on physical damage and it's still terrible. Yeah, I think they yeah. need to change mastery somehow for the DK and then it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, well, someone like, guy from chat told that uh, Alveona don't like brewmasters. Can you prove it? 
No, I don't oh. think brewmasters are bad. They are really well. I think they got one of the best mechanics right now. They're really interesting and cool. However, their sustained damage taken is probably a bit higher than it should be. So if they're gonna oh, change okay. this part, I think they're gonna be more than fine. You... And as I said already, their mechanics are one of the best from all of the tanks because both druids and warriors are so boring. I can't even describe how. You know, bad it is. And for example, warrior is not even on the boring. It's uh, even just so uncomfortable to tank in five minutes because their AOE is so bad. We can thunderclap uh, once in six seconds, and you got revenge to take an aggro. So you know, pulling four or three packs in a row is just terrible for pro warriors. So yeah, I I can confirm it. Elvena don't like to go to the these five people without, for example, rogue or hunter that got some misdirection on trick or treat. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's just uncomfortable at all. Right. Well, yeah, I, another thing about the prot warrior thing is that uh, one of my mods brought up that stacking prot warriors now just won't work because inspiring presence doesn't stack anymore. So you won't get the extra leech on the raid. You only get one application of it. So that's definitely a change, which more, I mean, pro bravo to you guys for these little things that having that huge leech pool on your whole raid and then Blizzard was like, oh, damn it. You know, like, that that should have never stacked yeah. anyway. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah. Um, how about about classes and specs in raid? People have stacked top classes for many years now, even since vanilla. Was this something that was Bring the class on? not player. Stacking the best DPS classes, or did you guys just play with the players, not the class? Yep. So you brought the players, not because your kill your kill screenshot didn't have like four shadow priests or like six hunters or anything like that, right? So do you think? Well, so three is enough, but four. Oh my god! No, right. suck at this class. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it's no it's no spine of Deathwing like eleven arcane mages, right? Like that's that's not a thing of the that's the thing of the past now. But did you so? Do you think? And it's not me trying. I'm not trying to like pigeonhole you into like agreeing with this because everyone's gonna freak out. But do you think now it's closer outside of Frost Mage right now? Sorry, Frost Mages, your damage is terrible. Um, do you think now bringing the player, not the class, is actually pretty viable? I hate that word. Yeah, for sure it is. For sure it is, and I think the main part is that uh, currently uh, top guilds are just trying to stack the classes that got some kind of best utility spells or just best immunity spells. Mm -hmm. uh, not other than that, because uh, talking about damage-wise, well, the situation is more or less okay to some extent. Of course, some classes are still a bit worse than others. For example, uh, I think yeah, the mage part is a bit strange that only one spec is viable right now. Mm. Uh, same goes for some other specs and probably, uh, well, I'm just trying to think which class I should mention too. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, yeah, survival hunters with their, you know, really small utility because they just made a new spec and no one almost plays it. Right. I think that's just some strange part. Just like Windwalker monks, nobody wants to play it. You've got cool mechanics, but it's just useless for the raid. Got no it's... uniques. Well, you've got increased movement speed. You do. Oh my god, which is 10% for 10 of the they... movement speed. Then but they can so have useful. the legendary. The legendary gives it 15%. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be overpowered for sure. Oh, and by the way, I just want to mention that, for example, sure. almost no one is playing Feral Druids, however, they are really cool mm. right now. 
I mean, they got really potent single-target damage, probably even the top one single-target damage. However, um, because of the fact that almost all fights got at least two or three targets, it's Mm -hmm. just not working at all. So, yeah, Yeah. uh, some classes having some different niches is okay, but yeah, that's why some classes are still suffering. Right. Plus, they got no immunity or something like that. So they got two shield walls. It says, well. but not immunities. So, I'm comparing yeah, it okay. with like Red Paladin's bubble, or blah, blah, for example, blah. or Clock of Shadows <laughs> of Rogues. It's uncomparable. Right. It, it, it is. There wasn't any really weird, like scumbaggy soak shenanigans yet. There's no Zul Harak mechanics in Emerald Nightmare, so. I mean, there probably will be some crap in the future raids, I'm sure. There, you have rogues, or you know, a paladin bubble, or there's a little bop shenanigans right now. You can definitely bop off the bleed on Ursok, which is really important on some some parts of the encounter to bop the other tank. Um, but those have been in the game for forever. But yeah, hopefully we just never see any black hand nonsense with some like smash soak triple rogue stack fate <laughs> BS again. Makes rogues mandatory for certain fights. Um, let me see what chat's talking about here. Um, oh, how did so? How did, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but how did you feel the Emerald Nightmare was as a raid compared to the other pre-tier raids like Mogushan Vaults or or Heimal? Do you think these pre-tier raids are good, and have they gotten they've gotten better over the course of the last three expansions? Well, I think it's pretty similar. It's an entry-level raid, so mm-hmm. nothing really to say ex- except for the Xevious issue, because he was, well, definitely under-tuned. under-tuned. Yeah. Right. Other than that, I think it's more than fine. And even uh, if we're talking about some kind of overall item level, if it's going to be a bit lower, all, the bo- all of the bosses going to provide way more you know, resistance against the raid groups than they did actually on live so this rates yeah. uh they are just like uh warming up so that's it that's right, their role right. yeah and by the way i think uh well it's almost bug free except for the fact hmm. that uh well you know the scenarios portal one thing and some shenanigans with the ursac running on the roof <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is those videos are hilarious <laughs> Those... Yeah, we never actually reproduced it in our raid. However, there where, where I saw this video, it was really hilarious when it's just running on the roof and then back and forth and so on. And then you can also get Ursoc to like charge a wall and it breaks yeah. his targeting, so he never charges again and you just tank him like you do Indeed. in normal. In mythic yeah. though, that that's yeah. I, I outside of the balancing. But that's interesting you guys said there's no bugs. I, I mean, I'm only on Ilganoth starting tomorrow, so I've only seen the first four. Um, and they've been they've been fine. And nothing really, like, awkwardly happened. Um, I'm not sure the portal placement for Warlock Portal on Elerith from the middle platform to the second platform is intentional. Maybe it is intentional. Well, it's just a clever it's just use of game mechanics. mechanics. Just yeah. a clever use of it's game okay. mechanics. Mm. It's been like this on all of, uh, a lot of the bosses, uh, right? With the warlocks and some other classes, so Lei I don't Shen. see any issues with Remember it. Remember Shen and their portal. Yeah, Remember some true, guilds true, true. using warlock well, portals unless, on manner of. Unless you're a Chinese guild which uh, is exploiting all the smashes uh. on the last phase of the black hand, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Oof. There is some interesting question was from your subscriber about sure. healing because right now we oh. have 
uh, Alveone, he's uh, some kind of uh, tank player. I'm a damage dealer player. Right. So to tell you something about healing, maybe Alveone can deal uh, with that. I so the question, the question is: so the question is, can they talk about healing balance and now how the change in Pele and uh, had an effect on their healing corpse? Hmm. Yeah, your English is perfect. I almost understood everything. Yeah, that was pretty uh, good. I was surprised. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so yeah, talking about uh, healing balance in general, I think it's way better than tanking balance. Uh, however, I think still think that uh, Miss Weaver monks are lacking some utility. For example, I think that should be changed a bit. So, after all, yeah, I think, well, probably Shaman's a bit better than everyone else, but not yeah. by high degree, so it's okay. And uh, Resta Druids are just dominating five men, but as I said, it's just hard to balance every spec and every class for every encounter. Oh, by the way, I remember one thing which is a real problem. Probably some guy from Blizzard hears this. I think Holy <laughs> Priests need some kind of, you know, save for themselves, because they just can't use anything to make sure they don't die from some kind of AoE and so yeah. on. They need some kind of raid save for themselves, well, or just, I don't know, cool down or something like that. That should yeah, help them. They have, sure. no, they have no DR, is what you're saying. They have no damage yeah, reduction yeah, for themselves. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They have no little personal shield wall. Yeah, there's a couple of classes like that. Like, Monk has... They can expel a harm on magic, and they can talent dampen harm on huge attacks, but those are, like, only autos and, like, melee special, so it wouldn't work on, like, raid damage. So, you, you brought up when, uh, Mistweaver Monk. Uh, do you think Blizzard is saying their quote-unquote utility is that they're still sort of like a melee DPS healer hybrid because a Windwalker, I mean, a Mistweaver can still kind of get in there and do damage, and their freaking artifact heal is an AoE melee heal anyway. Well, Deep. they're still worse than Holy Police and oh, right, right. Discipline Priest for DPS, so mm. I still think it's not their niche, so they should invent some for them. Well, we're gonna see what it's gonna be, so stay tuned. Right. There, there's a little bit of that, a little bit of pitfall, but yeah, I think all, all the healers I've said feel like they actually feel like they're really healing on a team now, and that no matter what healers they have, they can usually figure out what tools they have in their kits. You don't have to have a certain one, even though I do wonder if like the 3.5 or 4.5 healing meta, which means you bring three healers and a disc priest, or four healers and a disc priest, will get really better as time goes on. Because discipline brings a lot to a raid group. They really do. Especially for like tank survivability. So I wonder how it's going to play out. Did you guys use a Discipline Priest very often in progression? No, or? not a single one. No. Not okay. a single one. Yeah, they feel really eh now. But again, I wonder if Nighthold will change things with set bonuses and stuff like that. Maybe better trinkets. Hmm. I wonder. We'll have to see. Um, let's see. Uh, Snipe brought up, are you satisfied with rogues? I mean, you're, this is right to you, Nurse. How are rogues feeling? Because you have all three specs, like, well to do put forward. Is, oh, or Anna, is, is Subtlety, like, the new hidden OP right now? It's looking pretty good. Well, Sub is gonna be good if it has the legendary boots and the mythic mm. gear. If he will get these both stuffs, it will kick asses on the single target. But, as usual, I remind you, if raids contains more parts of these fights that uh, have cleaves, AoE, you don't need sub T at all. Only outlaw. 
Okay. But the so, rest of the rogue specs, I mean, have you 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 play Outlaw right now, but how do you feel the other ones all? Cuz there was a there was a lot well, of back and forth on it, rogue. Right now on the single target, they um in some ways they are really equal to each other cuz if we compare the if for example, I got uh, Outlaw 27 traits, if you will have 27 traits on uh, assassination or maybe subtlety, they will go in the same way on the single target, they really gonna be equal. But the main thing, well, that's a really often question on my stream, because uh, not everyone enjoying to play by so random pirate rogue, because this roll the bones <laughs> really trolls you sometimes when you re-rolling and you get uh, four or more times in a row the same single buff. It's uh, uh, it's raging you sometimes. Of course, uh, other two specs, specs they are more constant. But uh, if you will gain two or more buffs uh, at outlaw spec each time, it's really much more better even on single target. So yeah, this is some kind of random. No, that, that makes you just deal with it. That makes sense for sure. Um, these are two questions, I guess, that'll go to Al, just because they changed with roster stuff. We talked about a little bit of this earlier, but these are more specific. Um, so, we had a question about arms warriors being nerfed, then buffed, and, like, nerfed again. They were really good, and then they were like, they're still good. Arms warriors aren't bad. Um, the only bad DPS right now, really, is a frost maze. They're just, they're just the weakest performing raw numbers. But did you have any switches around with like arms warriors? And then did you have no frost DKs? And then do you now have one? Have they gotten better? Those two plate DPS were up in contention quite a bit. Well, we have no frost DKs. We have only two unholy DKs right now. Right. And uh, about warriors, well, they nerf war. I didn't know. They become just more randomized right now. Like they becomes like outlaw rogue now. Mm -hmm. You got proct, you are the king. You got no, you are you just suck. I don't know how to tell. Well, us. <laughs> the problem is it's just a quality of life change, uh, but to the worst part. So they just mm -hmm. become not so good at the situations where you well most likely been okay before. Now you got situations where you're just too bad and so on. And because of this random, they're not so good as they were. I think that's just not the right way to nerf the spec. You should know the thing that uh, probably just you know will not uh, change their rotation and so on at least until the next content because it just makes a lot of uh, problems for the spec and for the mm, players. Yeah. And uh, the thing they just have done to their relics and so on, it's just, uh, well, you know, some drastical changes to the fact that some uh, players uh, intentionally stacked some things and so on. Of course, that's unhealthy when some class just stacking some kind of a relic, but just leave it as it is for till the end of the content and feel free to nerf it after it. Uh, but just nerf it some kind in a general way without uh, hurting some kind of special ability and just too much or just making it useless at all. So I think yeah. the best way to nerf the specs is just, you know, slightly nerf overability ability damage instead of just plain destruction of some kind of a button or a proc, just like it has been for arms warriors to make them even more random. So yeah, I think it was a bad change for them. I mean, removing hamstring spam from resetting tactician was definitely good. 
because that was just that was pretty toxic. Like, who wants yeah, to spam hamstring to do damage? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. So, that's fair. I mean, it was a weird back and forth. There's a couple of these specs that, like, there's so much beta testing and so much response and so much feedback. And then we get live, and then, obviously, bigger sample size, more people playing. Um, apparently, we're over 10 million subs right now, unconfirmed. Ah! Um, which is awesome for the game's life cycle. But, um, yeah, there was, there was a bit of, like, a a pretty heavy-handed slap around on a few specs, for sure. Um, we talked about Shadow Priest a bit earlier. So, oh, any comments there is on... There's a question. About, oh, go ahead. There were a question about Warlocks. Oh, yeah, but say, yeah, what about, about it? About Warlocks, yeah. What did you guys feel? Well, I think they're probably okay. The problem was that uh, Shadow Priest was too good in this mm. tier, and mages are generally good and have some potent co safe cooldowns. So that's why they were a bit, uh, well, you know, underrepresented in the race. However, I think uh, with probably slight buff or even without it, they're going to be more than okay in Nighthold. So I don't think they are just in a very bad spot right now. Just more of a thing that I think they could help Affliction a bit with a single target damage. Yeah. Because their AoE is just insane already, probably even too good right now. So, yeah, the problem is single target damage, probably. Though it's really good for demonology. And I think the second problem is they have almost no burst damage, with, which is a thing on a lot of encounters. Mm. Like, say hello to Elgenoth uh, <laughs> on the first week, yeah? So, yeah. if they're going to add some kind of a burst, uh, except for the fact that I think they got one with the uh, legendary braces. They got some kind of a burst. So, uh, but uh, from the other hand, if they're gonna add a burst cooldowns to every class, then it's already gonna be, you know, the class homogenization again, which they're trying to avoid in Legion. So, after all, I think uh, warlocks are not as bad as they some guys attempt to do and right. say. Yeah, they're in a weird spot. Our our, our warlock to warlocks. They respec affliction for trash and then go back to demonology, because that—that's what it's like right now. And destruction's kind of in a weird middle ground, so yeah, they're not—they're not bad, they're not great. Um, but the thing is, they have to be really careful with warlocks because otherwise we're going to have them being the top of everything again for the next expansion again. But they're always really, really strong. So yeah. Um, oh, here's a funny question. Uh, are you guys working uh, to get the Glory of the Legion Raider achievement world first? <laughs> uh, actually, the fun part that back in Warath of the Lich King, we've been spamming world first uh, glories and so on. Yeah. Okay. When we were well, way, you know, worse than we are now. So that was the only way to, you know, do something at the first. <laughs> so, no, right now we're not even trying. Simply, well, all of the time almost we're just doing it when it's available already. And currently you can't achieve it because you need to finish the Nighthold achievements. So That's I think true. we're gonna do it. So I think we're gonna just finish it when and start doing even the uh, achievements in the first raid right after the night hold release, and we're gonna when we're gonna finish the progression part of it. Yeah. So what yeah. Is, what is that? Before. What is that achievement? There's one you have to like go into the nightmare and get some buff, and then you have to go to night hold and kill a boss with the buff on. That's actually the, I don't even know, but yeah. Usually they are funny and making counters even harder than they are. So right. well, it's okay, but not not something we're aiming for right now. 
Right. Right now it's just about time managing because uh, oh, management. Because yeah. right now we yeah, got yeah. lots of stuff to do. We got mythic pluses. We got elves. So much to do. So this is not the main thing that we're going to do. Rather, lots of question. Lots of question about survival hunters that were before. We told about them that they got no utility for raid. Sure. So this is a pity for them, I suppose. Um, yeah, there were a question about red paladins. Mm -hmm. Well, reds right now are really strong. Well, I can never imagine that they're gonna buff them so strong uh, on their first rate week. But about their future, this is an interesting question because uh, Blizzard removed the Hand of Sacrifice and that was uh, one of the strongest cooldown in the game. Yeah. Uh, especially with the glyph that uh, we had in uh, Warlords of Draenor, that removing all damage uh, to the Paladin. So about the future, it's, uh, in my own opinion, it now depends only on their damage. If they will be good, they can be useful for the raid, because right now they have a really good uh, single target burst damage. Mm -hmm. uh, but as I can remember, not I can't remember exactly what they're gonna change in the last tier talent that um, redesigned their management. But as I can remember, it's gonna be some kind of nerf of that. So the yeah. burst damage of the reds uh, gonna be a bit lower than now. Right. Uh, so if they not going to I don't know fix their sustained damage, uh, they will become useless as a most tiers in the raid. Yeah. But We'll see. We just need to wait and see what Blizzard gonna do with that spec. Yeah, the Crusade change, and they're giving them back Art of War and taking away the Blade of Wrath, so they're gonna lose sustain from there as well. Yeah, it's it's weird. They're like actually making huge sweeping changes to a class after it's launched and after it's been beta tested for you know eight months. So yeah, we'll I remember how. How the Paladins, Red Paladin, were designed um, in November or when the Alpha starts, I can't remember. That was the the best class. I don't know. They designed so so much good talents even in the first tiers. So, for example, you can throw a sword in uh, 25 meters, and using this ability again, you will charge to this sword. Right. They removed this ability. They removed lots of abilities. Mm -hmm. They removed uh, mass ju uh, judgment, for example. That was awesome. I don't know why they decided to make it uh, to less targets so two three or maximum four i can't remember exactly how much targets it now cleaves so when it was mass and you can have a full up time that was the best class now they redesigned it i don't know it's not so interesting to play by rate right now but for a while it's really really effective class even in a uh, emerald nightmare uh, in five people in Mythic Pluses on bosses, it could be useful. So on Hive Mythic Pluses, they are good. When you need to burst down big packs, say hello to Decay or Decay and hold yeah. this, I don't know. It's you. It's funny how you, you're probably making a lot of Red Pallets happy right now <laughs> with the, how you <laughs> have explained their plight. Um, I, lo I love Red Palace. This is my... It was my main ult last expansion too, so... No, it wasn't the last expansion I played by Red at Cataclysm and in Mists of Pandaria. So this is, was my best, my love in this game. 
So last little bit of questions. I guess we've gone over so much, but we're at about time here. Um, are any Exorcist members going to BlizzCon this year? It's a pretty big BlizzCon. It's 25 years of, of Warcraft and 10 years of BlizzCon, but it's a bit of a trek. Is anyone actually going from the guild? Well, actually, it's a long road for us from Russia. However, I think probably I'm going to attend to it. Can't say for sure right now, but yeah, oh. there's a chance that we're going to come there. At least me. Well, probably some more people too. I'm going to discuss it with some guys. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a huge trip. So probably we'll meet you there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a 20 hour You're coming flight? for sure, right? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, going. Yeah, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. I'll be there for an entire week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I guess just what your... Do you have any final closing thoughts or any shout-outs that you want to do? Um, feel free to throw out some things in, in Russian if you would like. I'm sure chat would appreciate that. But uh, <laughs> I'll, go to, I'll go to Nurse first on this. Do you have anything you want to toss out there? Open mic. Go for in it. The, in, the, in Russian, oh, not... For the non-Russian speakers, I want to say thanks everyone who congrats us with our world first. Thanks everyone who were with us right now, because uh, it was some kind of uh, new experience for me to be there when you listen by so much people. Mm -hmm. uh, this is cool. And for my Russian viewers, спасибо вам всем, что вы были здесь. Uh, что поддержали нас и что поддерживали нас в течение контента всем, чем могли, кто морально, кто мог физически. Это было очень круто, и я надеюсь, что вы будете продолжать нас также любить, меня в частности. Uh, так что еще раз вам спасибо. Я очень рад, что вы были сегодня этим вечером со мной. That's all. Awesome. I have no idea what you said, but I'll, 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 I'll gauge chat's response. And, uh, oh, okay. And, uh, Alviana, how about you? You have any shout outs you want to end with here? Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks for the guys who are cheering for us from Europe and US for sure. And, uh, thanks for all the help from Russian members too. I mean, the guys who got us uh, some, uh, flasks, spots, uh, runes, and stuff like that because it really helps us and so on. Thanks to all of the raiders for their effort they're taking and giving to uh, the guild to make sure we're able to fulfill our, well, you know, main goal to achieve world first. And I think we're going to continue to do so. So thanks a lot for them. Uh, thanks a lot for every our inactive member who is still cheering for us, even they are not part of the roster anymore. And uh, especially thanks for our officer uh, Swigs, AK Pomfrey, who has been missing in this uh, content. He was the guy who's been my officer for like five years, but due to some real life issues, he's, uh, he just uh, missed this content when we got mm. world first. So yeah, that's really some bad thing. Uh, both for us and for him, but I think after all he's going to return to us and we're going to continue our work on the guild. So, yeah, Pomfrey, come back as soon as you can. <laughs> yeah, we we'll um, miss you. Yeah, and talking about other guys, yeah, cheer for the tank, my lovely tank, uh, toxic Discord chat. Hey, guys. <laughs> and, uh, yes, now some Russian information for the, our lovely guys from the chat. Ребята, спасибо всем, кто пришли. Uh, действительно приятно видеть, что так много 
скажем так, знакомых и не очень лиц. Крайне приятно понимать, что, скажем так, большую часть чат сейчас составляют русские, что говорит, что нас много. Вот. И тем, кто, возможно, смотрит из э, потенциальных наших рекрутов тоже, вот обратите внимание. В следующий раз можете прийти на интервью вместо Нюрса. Нюрс уже всем надоест к этому времени. Возьмем вас. Как-то так. Так что, если вы очень хорошо играете за свой класс, ваша задача вот прийти, хорошо отыграть контент, и есть небольшой шанс, что будете вместе с великим мной присутствовать на таком интервью. Все, всех люблю, целую, давайте, чмаки-чмаки, может даже постримлю для вас. По Всем скриптам. пока. Я знаю, где ты живешь, в следующий раз думаешь, что говоришь. Yeah, I think I'm done too. And yeah, thanks Adam to you for making up this possible for us to make oh. this interview. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a really interesting experience. I was enjoyed through all this hour and half. Yeah, really cool. well, I gotta hit the button now, and I'll do the sign-outs, and then we'll close this up. So, we haven't hit this button in many, many months, so chat, here's the song you haven't heard in forever. There it is. So thank you all very much for tuning in to episode number 118 of Final Boss TV. This is the Exorcist World First Mythic Emerald Nightmare. Xavius world first the fastest one ever uh, hopefully we'll see a little bit more of a, a tighter maybe a two reset ish two week ish kind of a, a run in the future but again around the corner again my name is Adam KK Bay I run this little shindigs thank you all very much for being here all the socials and stream links and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube are all down below if you've missed part of the episode of course this will be up on YouTube tomorrow and if you're on YouTube right now during the sign off hello YouTube also, all the shows go up on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Google Play Music as a MP3-only, audio-only podcast. That'll be up line uh, or online in the next couple of days as well. But around the table again to my guests, here's Nurse. You can go follow him over on his Twitch stream at Nurseios. Just add an OS to the end there. But thank you very much for your time and insight on the show, sir. I really appreciate it. It's late for you now. So thank you all so much for your time on the show. You're still there. What? Hello? Wow, we're still here? <laughs> yes! <laughs> so surprising. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is just me thanking you and doing sign-outs, sir. But yeah. How often do you stream, by the way? Are you doing all the stuff now? Yeah, I think I'm going to stream right now. So if you want, just there you check go. in. If you're the new one, if you're the old guy, just get in. <laughs> Thank you very much. And there's Alviona, the GM, keeping us all together. You can go follow their Twitter at ExorcistWow. Keep up to date with all their stuff in the future. Go throw them a follow because uh, they're definitely not going anywhere. But thank you very much for all your time, sir. It was an awesome show to have you on. Yeah, thanks, Adam. It was a pleasure. And then again, thank you all for tuning in. Everyone behind the scenes of Final Boss TV, thank you all very much. There will be a poll on Twitter. If you're watching this on YouTube... The poll might be over, and it might not be. I'm not sure. It might go up the later tonight so you have enough time to catch it. But the poll will be posted on my Twitter. You get to vote for the next classes. So there is a pre-BlizzCon and post-BlizzCon show. No show the 6th. But the next three classes you can vote on. They'll either be Rogue, Warlock, or Mage. They both had a lot of changes and things going around and stuff like that crazy during the beta period. But, um... Or, uh... Actually, no. Rogue, Warlock, Mage, and Hunter. You're picking the next four. I wrote a note down for myself. That's right. So, based on what wins the vote in highest order to descending order, the next four spec shows will be Rogue, Warlock, Hunter, or Mage in that order. 
So there'll be two before BlizzCon and then two after BlizzCon. So go vote for those. And those will be the next four episodes when we get back into the junket so I can plan the guests around there. Thank you all again for watching. Check out FinalBoss.tv or the all my other stuff. The stream right down there. You can follow the button. It's like over there. And I will see you all in the next episode. Trust in your... Oh, what's it called right now? The Seal of Tempered Fate? Is that what it's called? The coin in game right now? I think so. But until yeah. next time, guys. <gasps> Bye! Bye, 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 bye. Wave bye at the camera. Wave bye. Wave bye. Bye. Wave, wave bye at the peoples. Al, do I give him a wave? No wave? There it is. <laughs>